Welcome to the Daily Boogie. All right. Let's do this. Let's do it, do it. You can do it, put your back into it. Oh, man, this might be a train wreck. There could be packages and body parts and metal and shit all over the field today. This could be a monumental train wreck. But I'm ready. I'm ready to die for this. Are you? You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be that emotionally invested. Honestly, it's not that good. It's pretty terrible, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. What day is it? Monday, Tuesday? I don't even know. It is another episode of the Daily Boogie. I am Boogie Bumper, your host for the next hour or so. Hope you've had a lovely weekend. It's been a while since we talked. What, Friday, Thursday? Dan the Man, thanks for joining us. It's It's been a while, but I've got to let you in on a little secret here. I'm going to pull back the kimono, open the kimono, and reveal some of the behind-the-scenes goods, if you will. I've got, under my belt right now, (laughs) moves to dining cart for last meal. (laughs) Black Banner, thanks for joining us. Thanks to everyone for joining us, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. I think there's like one person that joins us on Twitch and never says anything. Just sits there watching. In the corner, in the dark, doesn't say anything, doesn't comment, just watches. So hello to you too, whoever whoever you are, my secret admirer, whoever you are. Secret admirer or (laughs) perhaps somebody with more nefarious motives. Yeah, so I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Right now under my belt, I have around eight hours sleep in the last four, count them, four days. Not three, not five, but four a grand total of eight hours sleep. So I am feeling good, man. I'm feeling really good. <laughs> this could be terrible. I'm into my second Budweiser for the day. Mm. <sighs> Making the time fly. So yeah, it could be really good. Actually, <clears throat> I function okay on a little bit of less sleep. I don't know about you guys. I don't generally sleep much. Most of my childhood growing up, I was kind of a insomniac anyway, especially in my teenage years. I barely slept more than three hours a night, most nights. As I've gotten older, that's increased a little bit. But I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm on top of my game, but there is something that comes with sleep deprivation. Experts, doctors, scientists would call it mild insanity, but I I call it, ladies and gentlemen, I call it inspiration. Inspiration. They both start with an I. And really, you can't be inspired unless you're just a little bit insane, right? It's a fine line between genius and insanity. So (laughs) let's see which side of the line we lazily, begrudgingly, trundle down and fall over in a heap by the end of this show. Let's see what side of the line we end up today. But so much to get through. Thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to sing me a lullaby, please do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. I also have another announcement to make. After 18 months of scratching my ass and not doing much, I finally got around to it. There is now a Daily Boogie Discord server in effect, and it's a public server. So that's a a public service announcement, by the way. It's a public server. So anybody can go in there and mill about, post articles, have conversations, do whatever they want. As long as you don't directly threaten anyone or as long as you don't, if you, if you directly ask me or one of the moderate, like just, well, I'm the only moderator, so I'm not going to pretend. I don't have a team. There isn't a team of people working away secretarily. Is that a word? I'm not sure. But if you ask me to ban somebody, then I'll ban you. 
All right. So just leave. If you don't like it, just get the hell out of there. Get the hell out of Dodge. But it should be fun um, because there's a voice chat option. So a lot of people, I put a poll up not long ago. Most people wanted to be able to have a call in segment. The problem is because I don't live in America, I can't have like an American number with any great ease. So in looking for options, I, you know, I thought, well, Discord might be the way to go because it's free. You can get in the Discord room and I can just pull you straight on air and we can have a chat. So there's all different channels there. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, if you want to get together, have a chat, have some fun. Hopefully it's, you know, it's in the vein of what we do here. So sometimes serious, sometimes not. And, you know, all the, all the, um, all the links to the live streams will be posted there. You can post other links if you want. I don't care. But it's there if you're interested. The Boogie Bumper Discord channel. So please feel free. It's pinned. The link is pinned to the top of my timeline. So if you want to come hang out, chill out, get involved, do some stuff, then please do. Please do. And we'll welcome you with open arms. All right. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. I, I want to start off with Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Otherwise known as Grabby Grabby Jojo. Grabby Grabby Jojo. But uh, for the purpose of this discussion, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm just going to step away from the name calling. You know what I mean? Like, I just want, I, I want to give Joe the best possible argument here the best possible case for his triumphant victory in the 2020 presidential election and what i like most about joe biden ladies and gentlemen big fan of joe always have been always been a big fan of joe the, the, the kids love him clearly you can see that in the video footage that's posted around youtube and other places i mean they can barely get away from him you know even if they wanted to they couldn't get away from him so that's how much you know the kids love joe you know they they're they're practically falling falling into his arms into his vice grip and you know when they look like they're trying to get away that's just that that's how kids play that's how they show their affection it's like when you know you throw pencils at the girl in front of you when you're in school that's a, that's a show of affection and if anybody knows anything about shows of affection repeatedly over a number of years it's joe biden Putting all that to one side, what I like most about Joe Biden is he is a, an intelligent, original thinker. He's not afraid to think outside the box. He's not afraid, ladies and gentlemen, to push the boundaries and to come up with that jewel. That, that encrusted jewel, or like off in the distance. He's an intelligent, original guy. So... Imagine how, uh, I, you know, that famous Paul Joseph Watson saying, like, what does he say? Imagine my, imagine my shock. Well, imagine my shock. Well, imagine my lack of shock when I heard Joe Biden's new campaign slogan, ladies and gentlemen, being launched. You're going to absolutely love this. He is such an original guy. Check this out. The president has a motto, make America great again. Do you have one? Make America moral again. Make yes! <laughs> How did he come up with that? How did he come up with that? You know, politicians can often get accused of hijacking their opponent's popular platforms, right? So if a politician comes out and says, for example, we're going to spend $50 billion in schools, then the other guy will come out and say, well, we're going to spend $60 billion in schools. And everybody goes, ah. And the guy who's spending $60 billion, $60 billion, whatever, uh, the guy who's spending $60 billion will then come out and accuse the first one of ripping $10 billion out of a future budget, you see? See, we're willing to go to $60 billion. He's only going to, he's only going to 50 that means he is taking $10 billion away from your children and teachers and the resources that are desperately needed in the failing education system. You see how this works, right? So Joe Biden has effectively hijacked 75% of Donald Trump's slogans. <laughs> it's like, Joe, you only had to come up with four words, mate. You could, you could have done three words. Three would have been fine. Okay, so <laughs> you remember you remember Donald Trump's slogan is very they all hate Donald Trump's slogan. I think it's brilliant, but they hate it. Okay, Joe. 
the Donald, the president has a saying, make America great again. Do you have one? Well, yes, I do. Make America moral again. Is that all right? Can I do that? Does that count as plagiarism? If you were gonna, if you were gonna repeat seventy-five percent of an opponent's speech, would they say, "What is this guy doing? Couldn't he come? Couldn't he come up with something better than that? Make America moral again." The other thing to to worry about here is, <laughs> this is how dumb these people are. You remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Trump has been dragged over hot coals with his wrists and ankles bound and his bare ass scooting along the ground as he's dragged over the hot coals by by a large African elephant. (laughs) And he's got, you know, there's blood and there's scarring. Everything's happening. That's how bad he's been dragged for his saying, make America great again. And they'll say, what, what, what time are you talking about? What time, what time in America's history are you talking about, Mr. Trump? Are you talking about slavery, sir? Are you talking about the 50s, sir, when women were oppressed? When the black people didn't have equal rights? Is that when you think America was great, Mr. President? So I've got a question for Joe Biden. If the saying is now make America moral again, when are you saying that America was moral? Are you saying that slavery was moral, sir? Are you saying that oppressing the women's was moral, Mr. Biden? When was America moral, sir? America. Some say land of the free and home of the brave. Others say America bathed in racism and violence and hatred and bigotry for its entirety. For the entirety of American history, it's been an awful, racist, violent, sexist, manifestation of white power and white privilege so when 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 does when did the morality kick in i'm guessing around the time of woodstock when unwashed people of virtue true with long hair probably filled with an assortment of garden variety insects made passionate love whilst taking copious amounts of lsd in the mud pits of some Rural shithole. I think that's when America... It's like, okay, here's here's where morality kicks in. Make America moral again. Is, is Joe Biden saying the current morality of the Democrat Party and America is no good? Is that what he's saying? It, what, what morality would you like to go back to, Mr. Biden? Would you like to own somebody, sir? Sir? This is far worse than coming out and doing the occasional grope. This is far worse than grabbing a tit from time to time because, let's be honest, he is male, right? He is human. Come on, guys. And remember, the morality is the big issue here. And once upon a time, it was perfectly fine, moral, uh, you know, morally speaking, to go up to strange women in the street, stand behind them and do one of these. That was fine. There's no, nothing wrong. Nothing immoral about that kind of behavior at all. Remember, we want to make America moral again. The reason that Joe Biden can't go around grabbing people like he used to is because societal norms have changed. Remember? He's just an affectionate guy. He's just an affectionate guy. And the norms have changed. So it must have been normal once upon a time. It must have been moral once upon a time. Because a country can't be great by definition unless it is also moral. Like, is it possible for America to be moral whilst not being great? Is that what they're saying? Oh, when Donald Trump says make America great again, he's talking about the time of slavery and oppression. So that must have been moral. (laughs) That must have been morally okay. Well done, Mr. Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the alt-right, I give you your white supremacist president of the future, Joseph Biden of the Democratic Party. Making America moral again, just like when the Democrats ruled over all those Negroes in the South with an iron fist. If you can't sniff them, you whip them. Joe Biden. Woo! Well done. If you can't sniff them, whip them. Joe Biden. That, there, there's your campaign slogan, ladies and gentlemen. 
making America moral again, just like it was in the day of my granddaddy. When his possessions would pick the cotton fields of the deep south and the Democrat party was moral, I tell you what. Ding! Congratulations, Joe Biden. So I want to see the hashtag uh, mammogram. Joe Biden is going to give the United States a mammogram, ladies and gentlemen. Hashtag mamma, make America moral again. The mammog- Joe mammogram Biden. Ladies, if you could please form an orderly line in front of Joe. Please remove your left breast and place it gently in Joe's outstretched hand. Joe Biden is here to perform a mammogram for America. For America. If you can't grope them, choke them, says Nisi in the chat. <laughs> well done, Joe. I'm very excited for Joe Biden's presidential run. I think he's got it in the bag, don't you? I think he's absolutely got it in the bag. He's unstoppable at this point. Speaking of women, Republicans want to make sex discrimination legal and they're moving fast. Yeah, they want to make America moral again too. In both the courts and the legislature, conservatives are moving quickly to make sex discrimination great again. Oh, there's so many things, great moral things happening in the world. There are many reasons that Republicans and conservative activists love Donald Trump, but among the top... What is a conservative activist, by the way? For the best I can ascertain, you know, on the identity of various conservative activists would be perhaps semi-retired ladies who knit on the weekend and share memes on Twitter. Ooh, ooh. Beware the conservative activists, ladies and gentlemen. They don't have pepper, str- pepper spray. They eat bell pepper sandwiches. That's the, re- that's the real shit right there. They don't wear ski masks. They knit them. Now that's a conservative activist. <laughs> Conservative activists love Donald Trump, but among the top must be that he makes it far easier for them to enact their wildly unpopular agenda. Trump's all-consuming ability to grab the headlines. Hey, just like a pussy, right, Don? Am I right, man? And dominate news coverage creates an opportunity for the far right. See, he, he is really good at grabbing pussies because he grabs the media attention whenever he wants. There's a whole bunch of pussy right there in the office of CNN and MSNBC. Now watch Donald Trump grab it. (laughs) Dominate news coverage creates an opportunity for the far right, the far right, to push for its regressive agenda. Safe in the knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, that such efforts, understandably, will get little attention from a media addicted to the Trump show. Nowhere is this more obvious than when it comes to the conservative battle to make sex discrimination legal. Legal. Legally. You've got to discriminate legally. This fight is a particularly difficult one for the right, politically speaking. While Americans still cling to gender roles at home... (laughs) Can we we just fire up the shredder, please? (laughs) Now you face the shredder. See, you see, these conservative activist ladies and gentlemen, with their wildly unpopular agenda. In the remember, nobody likes nobody likes this traditional gender stuff. Everybody hates it. It's it's the it's the realm of far right conservative activists, ladies and gentlemen, and nobody else. They're the only ones, and they're secretly pushing this through whilst Donald Trump grabs the pussy of the media and gives it a fondle and makes it do his bidding on a daily basis. So everybody hates, you know, traditional gender roles. Everybody, it's just far right uh, conservative activism at play. The very next paragraph, (laughs) while Americans still cling to sexist gender roles at home. Yes. Yes. Mom, can I have a sandwich? Shut up, you little sexist. Why didn't you ask your father? (laughs) Why don't you ask your father to make you a sandwich? I just want a sandwich. Oh, God. We're going to have to beat the sexism out of him. This is terrible. Which, can we can we cut off his penis yet? Is it too soon? I think the best way to educate... 
I'm a progressive parent, and I think the best way to educate my son on the non-existent gender roles, which still exist in many American households because everybody's a sexist, is to remove his penis immediately. That way, he'll never know what he's missing, and he'll only become what I say. Make America moral again, ladies and gentlemen. Overwhelming majorities believe that sex discrimination in public places should be illegal. <clears throat> so conservative activists are turning to their favorite weapons, bad faith and distraction, to advance an, ag an agenda of gender equality. That's actually really hard to say. <laughs> to advance an agenda of gender equality. Okay. Seashells. See, she sells seashells by the seashore. While many have long assumed the ERA is forever dead, this is the Equal Rights Amendment, like Jon Snow, it's rising again. Two more states have ratified the amendment and now activists are arguing that the deadline set by Congress in the 70s is invalid, since the Constitution doesn't give Congress that power. But while conservative activists' efforts have largely flown under the radar, it's safe to say they have pulled out all the stops to keep their fight for the ERA out of the Constitution and, in fact, roll back existing protections against sex discrimination that progressives have already secured. Isn't it wonderful? Well done. End sex... Bring back sex discrimination. Make America moral again. I bet you didn't see this in the news. <clears throat> Schumer, we agreed with Trump on a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. We will never deal with Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump isn't going to hold this Congress hostage over money. We're not going to allow that to happen. For we are the Democrats. We are the keepers of the oath. We're not, we're not going to bet... Donald Trump likes to think he's some kind of brilliant deal maker. But here at the Democrats, we know we've got to stand tough. We've got to stand tough in the face of this nihilist, narcissistic demon pig running around in the White House. We will never deal with Donald Trump. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever. Together in a bipartisan way, building infrastructure of America has never been a partisan issue. And we hope to go forward in a very nonpartisan way uh, uh, for the future. And with that, I'm just pleased to yield to the distinguished uh, well, leader from the you. Senate. And it was a very constructive meeting. It's clear that both the White House and all of us want to get something done on infrastructure in a big and bold way. And there was goodwill in this meeting. And that was goodwill. different than some of the other meetings that we've had, which is a very good thing. Make America more um, elegant. First, we agreed that infrastructure is crucial to the future of America. We agreed it creates jobs. We agreed it keeps us competitive. So we agreed on all of the really obvious things. Well done so far, Chuck. We agreed that for 25 years... Proud of him. ...this kind of a, a, a big, bold bill that we could pass would make America a better place. This is not just a one year or two year. We agreed on a number which was very, very good. Two trillion dollars for infrastructure. Originally, we had started a little lower. Even the president was eager to push it up to two trillion dollars. And that is a very good thing. And then we talked about a number of things we would do. Obviously, the roads and the bridges and the highways, obviously water, but also a big emphasis on broadband, that every American home, we believe, needs broadband, an emphasis on the power grid, so we could bring clean energy from one end of the country to the other and several other issues. Um, we told the president that we needed his ideas on funding, that the we last bill he proposed... We demanded. ...which A, was smaller, but B, took as much money away, and the speaker emphasized this, took as much money away as it put in, wasn't going to work. So where does he propose that we... Um... Heisenberg, good to see you again, man. It's been a while. Heisenberg in the chat, ladies and gentlemen, one of our favourite Democrats. Thanks for joining us. He'll actually talk to you, though. He's not one of the rabid ones, I suspect. Anyway, I don't know what he does away from, from Periscope. He might be. I'm not sure. But at least for the purposes of these conversations, he's very much non-rabid. He's had his shots. He's had his shots. All of them, I suspect. Uh, he says, Donald Trump isn't going to approve any infrastructure. I beg to dis I beg to differ. I think he should. Okay, maybe he won't, but he absolutely should. Because wouldn't it be fantastic for Donald Trump to be out there on the campaign trail making big announcements in all of the 
purple districts around the United States, which are on a knife edge, where he can absolutely flip it back to the Republican Party. Remember, there's about 70 seats in Congress right now held by very, very, very small margins that were previously held by the Republicans. So while elements of the Democrat Party are out there pushing hard left agendas, which don't make any ground whatsoever in middle America, in purple districts, people want nothing to do with hard left socialism. In, you know, people like to talk about, well, the, the progressives had a big win in the midterms. It was really only about half a dozen progressives in deep, deep, deep blue districts. A couple of them didn't even have anybody to run against. And they, are, of course, are making all the noise. So wouldn't it be fantastic for Donald Trump on the campaign trail, on, to, on toward 2020, to be going around to these purple districts making big announcements? Hey, you know that bridge you've been bitching about for the last three years? Guess what? Signing that bill, baby. Remember that road that you needed to get to the other side of town? Guess what, man? It is on its way. Woo! And then you look over, you got the other side. Joe Biden, he wants to make America moral again and take pictures with your daughter <laughs> on stage. Well, there you have it. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, wandering out of the cave of the White House to announce to the, to the loving onlooking media that they are backing Donald Trump's big infrastructure plan the very same infrastructure plan that he ran on in 2016 making promises kept again that should be the new the new motto of the democrat party we will never deal with donald trump we will never ever ever deal with donald trump never ever ever <laughs> so well done thought this was interesting <clears throat> it's anti-fiscal conservative though yeah i know but donald trump's not a fiscal conservative is he he's, he's i don't think he's even a conservative He's a populist. He's a populist with a dash of conservatism. I've never, I've never thought that Donald Trump's a conservative. I've never argued that he does, that he is. Perhaps from time to time, he may push certain things that conservatives agree with, but that doesn't necessarily make him a conservative now, does it? I thought this was interesting on the back of William Barr. William Barr, the most angry-looking, the the most angry-looking DMV employee ever to grace. The small screen, ladies and gentlemen, William Barr, in this reality TV show known as Politics. Uh, he's fronting up for a little bit of Q&A tomorrow. He's going to get to meet his fans in the Congress. They want to talk to him so bad. They want his signature on everything. Stars in their eyes when William Barr comes to town, folks. So on the back of that, I thought this was very interesting. A little bit of a snippet with Chris Cuomo. Consider this. He's being investigated for a crime that didn't happen and that he certainly didn't commit. Who says it didn't happen? Russian interference happened. Russian interference happened, for sure. But cooperation and conspiracy between the Trump campaign and the Russians did not happen. And that was the... To a criminal level, no, says Mr. Mueller. To any level. Mm, I don't know about any level, but to criminal level. Oh, I do. <laughs> and... and <laughs> Former Attorney General Michael McCaskey. Is that how you say it? McCaskey? Shuts down Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo's like, well, I don't know about any level. And he, this guy's like, well, I do. <laughs> it just moves on. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen in the third row, can you please return Mr. Cuomo's testicles to the stage as quickly as possible? There's an investigation going on, not for a month or six months, but for two years, close yeah. to two years. And his administration is laboring under the shadow of that investigation and people alleging that it happened uh there are going to be indictments and so on and so forth but this is a special counsel and it was put together by rosenstein because he wanted it separate from the doj because of what he saw as it's not conflicts. separate from the doj I know. it's within the doj but as a mechanism separate i know it's under the doj i understand how the guidelines are written i understand why they were written because we didn't like what the independent it's not just counsel the guidelines. was we have three branches of government. I understand. This is within the executive. I understand. We don't sprout a new branch of right. government. But what your friend did is not just by the book. He took it on himself to decide this rule. He didn't have to do that. Of course he had to do it. Why? Who was going to decide whether to indict or not? <laughs> Congress. As a political matter. Leave it to them. They decide whether to impeach. You're politicizing the Mueller report. Well, it's a political matter, Chris Cuomo. From one day to the next, you never know where he's going to be. You never know where he's going to pop up. He's like the gopher in Caddyshack. Donald Trump is John Candy. No, wait, who was, who was the Caddyshack? Oh, no, it was Bill Murray. 
Donald Trump is Bill Murray chasing the gopher that can just pop up on any green at any time. Stop politicising the Mueller report. Smack. Damn, I missed him. And then he pops up on the fourth fairway. The Mueller report needs to be politicised. It's a political pr- process. <sighs> what the fuck? I don't know where this guy's going to pop up. Where does he go? Got to get into those tunnels. Someone in the chat was saying, this is an old interview. All right, here's a fresh one. Uh, Antifa, they're the good guys. And talk about Antifa. I've watched them in the streets protesting in different situations, okay? There are certainly aspects of them that are true to a cause. That is a good cause. They want social justice. They want whatever they want in that context. You tell Not me Antifa. when that is. Hey, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, who gives a fuck? This is something we've talked about a lot. People, I think, generally fall into two categories. You know, the consequential uh, consequentialists, where the ends justifies the means, and the people that say that you know no good can come from a, a bad action to begin with. So if you're doing if you're doing the bad if you're doing a, an action, you know, in a malevolent fashion, then no good can come of it because the initial action was already flawed and already tainted. And other people see, think that well, you can do something bad as long as it's for a good reason, right? So you win in the end. Good people on both sides. No, no, just just one side. Just just Antifa. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the new slogan for Uncle Joe. President has a mob. The mammogram, Uncle Joe. Make America great again. Do you have one? Make America moral again. Make yes, make America moral again, ladies and gentlemen. Moral beacons of virtue in the United States. I implore you. The time is now upon us. America is at a crossroads. America is at a crossroads facing a very deep and difficult decision. On the one hand, you have the fascism and the bigotry and the Islamophobia and the racism. My God, the racism. Polluting, intoxifying, injecting like a cancerous cell into the body politic. On the other side, you have the side of morality. Yes, indeed. It's time to make America moral again. Grab your daughters, sniff their hair, whack on a black ski mask and kick in a shop window because we're making America moral again. We are the good guys. Standing up for values like social justice. One burning car fire at a time. Pack the pepper spray, boys and girls. We're going to go make America moral again. What's that you say? Some conservative speaker at a campus near you is saying things which are hate speech? Well, ladies and gentlemen, grab your bike lock. Jump in the black pajamas. Put on the ski mask. Grab the pepper spray. Grab your picture of Joe Biden. Stuff it deep, deep down into the back of your trousers. And let's go make America moral again. Chris Cuomo. Yes, sir. I like the cut of his jib. Ever happens. You tell me when that is. Freedom is a masked man hitting somebody over the back of the head, preferably a woman. Allowing, knocking them unconscious on the street at a protest rally just long enough for Joe Biden to come up and take a whiff. Has ever happened with neo Nazis? Where they have ever been doing Chris, Antifa the right is not thing. a good cause. Antifa does not have good aims. Antifa wants power, wants political power taken uh, through force. That's what Antifa is Steve, all about. I mean, they are be, the just inheritors be clear about of what I'm but, but Steve, 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 Nazis. What else do I have to say, bro? That's that's the end of the argument right there. You can complain about Antifa and their antics and their strategies and their methods and what they want. You know, intimidation, taking power by brute force. You can complain about all that, but Steve, Steve, Nazis, bro. Nazis. And? <laughs> Jog on, Steve. Hit, Steve, hit the bricks. Nazis, end of conversation. But what about the violence? What about the intimidation? What about the black ski masks? What about the fires? What about the riots? What about the kicking in the shop windows? Nazis, bro. Oh, fuck. He got me. He got me. Sick burn. Sick burn, Chris. Well done. 
Speaking of university professors, when they're not hitting people over the back of, head, uh, over the, back of the head with bike locks, they're coming up with real truth. People, people have, you know, people have a derogatory attitude to the modern university system, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this story puts your mind at ease. I hope that this makes you realise that you shouldn't fear for your children when you send them off on their big day. You shouldn't fear for the future of your nation and Western civilization more broadly. The institution, ladies and gentlemen, of the university system is as old as the hills and it is unmatched when it comes to ethics and the power of thought. Primary purpose of abduction is to produce hybrids, human alien hybrids. Mm -hmm. And the second one is the primary purpose of this hybrid project is to colonize the Earth. He bases the second argument on two observations. The first one is the mass production of the second uh, generation hybrids. Aliens. Look, I know, I know this is pretty highbrow stuff, and I know this is something that you should probably study years for <clears throat> before you, you know, at least even try to explain it. If you're not keeping up hybrid theory. Oxford University professor claims aliens are already breeding with humans on Earth. ...produce hybrids not only between themselves and humans, but also between these alien-human hybrids... Alien-human hybrids. ...humans, uh, humans. Yep. Second-generation hybrids look quite similar to humans. I'm just, I'm just wondering, with the aliens, <clears throat> which female... Which females of the species do you think the aliens would be more likely to breed with? I wonder. Because for, for, for some reason, it seems to be always be in the deep south. For some reason, <laughs> there's very there are very few uh, you know deputants who are picked up for abduction from their you know top floor penthouse apartment in Manhattan. You know what I mean? That doesn't ha that doesn't seem to happen very often. So if the aliens are already breeding with Earth women, ladies and gentlemen, why are they always picking the Earth women out of, you know, these rural areas? Why can't they why can't they take some of the highbrow women? Some of the rich teach those rich kids a lesson, am I right? And it is quite difficult to distinguish them from ordinary humans, even yeah. if they are mixed uh, together with us. The second observation is that uh, some of the second generation hybrids behave quite nastily. So they are likely to be fitting for... RM Johns in the chat says, well, that explains my husband. <laughs> some nasty... Make, make America alien again. Purpose. They are actually walking, according to... Campus rape stats just went up. <laughs> ...without being noticed, and they are carrying out very sinister, clandestine mission. And he defines this mission uh, as colonization of the Earth. Okay. They are carrying out a clandestine mission, and that mission is colonization of the Earth. The aliens are mating with human women, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't cut your penis off already, guys, lads in the chat, boogie bros, if you haven't already removed your penis, now would be an apt time to do so because can we really compete with the aliens? They're super intelligent. They're super smart. I can only assume that they're also super sexy. And you can't, you can't tell me that, you know, you would develop technology to fly halfway across the galaxy and mate with an alien species unless you were hung like a racehorse. Am I right? We need to find we need to find some new species to ravage. Chinese hotel where guests can bathe in a human hot pot. There's been a lot of scare stories lately about the measles and other kinds of diseases. Um, I've got good news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Over in China, maybe it's time everybody picks up and moves to China where the inoculations are forced, where complaining is forbidden and illegal, and where people sit together in a big human soup and eat food. Did you see that? Did you see that? The public toilets in China? You go up to a public toilet in China, it takes your photo and you only get 70 centimetres of toilet paper. Oh, you wouldn't want to just, you wouldn't want to be on your way home from a curry, would you? 
Oh, no. Mate, can you do me a favor? Guys, I need all of you to line up and get your picture taken. Because <laughs> I'm going to need a wad here. 77, 70 centimeters isn't going to do it. If you only had 70 centimeters to ration out for your wiping, do you think some people would change from the scrunch to the fold? I definitely would. Like I'm not, I'm already a folder. I'm already efficient, but the scrunches, they just, they just go, they burn through TP willy nilly. You know what I mean? If you only had 70 centimeters to play with, I would do like, you know, 10 centimeter folds, seven deep and just, just have like the strip, like, like a strip of toilet paper that's seven folds deep and then just like back and forward, back and forward. Like you were flossing your teeth. You know what I mean? This new Chinese tourist attraction might make you lose your appetite. CNN reports that a hotel in Hangzhou, China, as part of a Lunar New Year promotion, this is from January, by the way, it's a bit old, has kitted out one of its hot springs pools to resemble a steaming human hot pot. But instead of just cooking meat and vegetables in the bubbling bath, hungry guests can jump in and munch their way through too. Yes. Wouldn't you like to eat things that float in your bath water? I know I would. China is definitely the way of the future, by the way. Technology, culture, they've got it all over. The Western, the Western world may as well just pack it all in now. Here we are getting worried about things like measles. Over in China, why the environment is so pure and everything is so great that you can literally bathe in the food. <laughs> That's it's everything. It's like a it's like a fucking fantasy island. Oh joy! <laughs> I can't wait. The colourful culinary spectacle takes place in a rectangle-shaped bath separated into nine compartments, each filled with one type of fruit or vegetable. Images of the eating experience show one stuffed with limes, another with corn, one with mushrooms, got to have the mushies, got to have mushies in your diet, meat for vegetarians, and another with vibrant red peppers. There you go. It doesn't. That look like fun. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> having the time of their life in there. Mmm. Meat in the bath. And they're all so clean and satisfied. There you go. <laughs> the funny the funny part about this is the the you know the residual stink and grime and dirt that's collected you know over the course of a day is not the dirtiest thing in the in this soup. The vegetables are probably coated in some kind of toxic toxic gas that they spray on things in China. You know, like when we import food from China, not just we in Australia, but America, New Zealand, other countries as well, we actually have to do far more stringent testing because they will pump this shit full of, you know, chemicals and they'll wash it in the most abhorrent toxic shit. And so, in reality, the underarm stink and the little fragments of unwiped poop. Because remember, you only get seventy centimeters of toilet paper. <laughs> Is that an inopportune time to remind you of the previous point? <laughs> you only get seventy centimeters of toilet paper in China per per sitting. Next thing you know, you're <laughs> jumping into a human soup. And chowing down on some corn cobs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in the mushroom vat. By the way, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in the mushroom. <laughs> but despite all that, uh, you know the little, the little, the little fragments of schmegma that may be escaping your back passage and marinating the mushrooms. That's not the dirtiest thing. Arguably, the toxic shit that they spray on the vegetables in the first place is probably going to do far more damage than a little bit of fecal appetizer might do. Good luck to them. One more story. This was sent through by SoCal Patriot. HIV warning related to vampire facial at spa. Situation that no one wants to be in. That could affect your whole life. And it's like one simple decision and it's like... It changes everything, yeah. so it, it is scary. On Monday, the New Mexico Department of Health announcing they are investigating two cases of HIV infection among clients who got a vampire facial at the VIP spa in Albuquerque. 
vampire facial, you say? Vampire facial. That doesn't sound very appealing. Mind you, it's probably safer than floating around in a, in a human Chinese soup with dirty assholes and, and toxic gas sprayed on the vegetables. So let's carry on. Let's not, let's not write them off. Maybe it was just a flare-up. Maybe it was an accident. This is wrong for people to try to alter their face and then the clinic to do that. That's bad. The Department of Health closed down the VIP spa in September 2018 after they identified practices. That very, very infected persons. The very infected people spa. That could potentially lead to infections, not just of HIV, but hepatitis B and C. Nice. Health officials both say both clients were exposed to the virus through injection-related... Poor old hepatitis A doesn't get anywhere near the coverage that B and C gets. Have you noticed? What is... What's the deal there? Like, is hepatitis A not popular enough? Like, shouldn't hepatitis B seems to be the most common one. Shouldn't that be A? And then we should make hepatitis A, hepatitis B or C. I think the one, I think the form of hepatitis that's most common should be A. Just to avoid confusion. Procedures at the facility. Why would anybody trust some random spa person to draw blood? Random spa person? These people are trained professionals, I'll have you know, madam. Madam. We did the story on... Uh, the, th the free-for-all on Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, you remember, of people getting toxic plastic, plastic well, not people, let's, let's be honest here, Instagram girls, getting plastic pumped into their lips so they can, you know, do that pucker face thing that all the girls do on Instagram, that, mm, I'm so hot, taking a selfie. And one of the girls actually got her artery injected and her lips blew up to resemble a bumper bar on a 57 Chev. And she was taken to hospital, and she's in her hospital bed taking selfies. <laughs> these, 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 you know, the, the beauticians are getting a bad rap lately. They're not having a good run. But they are professionals. They are highly trained, motivated, savvy professionals, ladies and gentlemen. Whether they're injecting plastic into your lips or taking blood out of your face, these people know what they're doing from their face. It was, it was horrifying. Dr. Dean Baer, the medical director at another spa, says people should always make sure they are going to a medical facility to get the vampire facial. Check the certification. <laughs> the vampire. Make sure the... <laughs> vampire facial. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want you to take a selfie. They're using uh, proper technique. Bear says clients should also make sure the facility properly disposes blood and contaminated supplies. Yeah, that's that's a given. They should probably do that. They should probably get rid of the blood in a sanitary way. Mind you, these people are professionals. Um, a couple of people in the ch in the chat on Periscope saying that the chat's not really working for them. Look, I, I've tried everything. I don't really know why that's happening. It's happening not just to me and it's not just to you, but it's a bunch of people. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, if you want chat that works, go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Boogie Bumper. There's no, there's no problems with the chat on YouTube. So there you have it. The vampire, are you racing, are you going to be racing down to get your vampire facial, ladies and gentlemen, anytime soon? Albuquerque, New Mexico. On Monday, the New Mexico Department of Health announced that they are investigating two cases of HIV infection among clients who got a vampire facial at a spa in Albuquerque. This is wrong. For people to try to alter their face and then for the clinic to do that, that's bad, said Wendy Guzman. There you go. You never know what you're getting. You're walking in thinking that you're going to become the undead and then next minute, you are. You think you're going to be the walking dead, next minute, you are. It's how it breaks sometimes. So everything comes full circle. I went in for a vampire. I came out walking dead. Isn't it wonderful? I'm on my way. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and again, if you, if you, for the for the bumper babes and the boogie bros, if you want to get on the Discord channel, go to my timeline on Twitter at boogie bumper. Look for the pin tweet at the top. It's very simple. Click on the link. You'll get in. Um, you know, we share these kinds of stories. There's not many of us right now, but share links, have discussions about stories. There's a voice chat room there. So in the future, when we do take calls on the show again, 
that's where I'm going to be taking them from. So if you want to get in on the show and call in and have your say, then sign up, join the Discord, join the Discord server, and that's how you're going to do it from if you want to from now on. Also, from time to time, uh, you know, after a show, we might just hang out, have a chat. If you want to do that, then I will be doing that at some time in the future as well. So, yeah, just head over to at Boogie Bumper on Twitter, click on the link, join the Discord, and much fun will be had, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Boogie Bumper and become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us, my pretties. Remember, make America moral again. Joe Biden, the mammogram man. Place your breast in his left hand, in his outstretched left hand. Let him feel his way around and prescribe you something that you desperately need but probably don't want to admit. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. I'll see you at the bar tomorrow. Did you see what I did there? Catch you at the bar. See what William Barr's got to say. Whatever he's got to say, I'm sure it will be uninspiring and pretty boring. He'll just refer you back to some form. You know what I mean? Mr. Barr, is it true that you're a traitor and that you love Donald Trump? I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to go to the back of the line. I will. Sleep after this. Sleep after this. Yeah. Congressman, I'm afraid you didn't fill out the correct section of Form 45A in order to get me to answer the question pertaining to your question. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to go to the back of the line. Yes, Dan the Man, thanks for joining us. Hashtag mammogram with a picture of Joe Biden. Young women getting mammograms against their will because that's what they need. That's what America needs, a Joe Biden mammogram. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.